Well, good morning, Waymaker Church. My name is Nick Mostakis, and I am our Connections Director here. And I get the incredible opportunity to lead people to their new and deeper, to help people take next steps, whether it's in serving or uh, just growing deeper in the relationship with God. And I am excited to be here with you today because I love what God is doing in this series. See, in this series, we are Waymaker Church. God is not just a just showing us some stuff. He's revealing to us who we are as a church. It's not just what we think we are, but it's who God is calling us to be. And so I'm excited today as we get to continue that, as we get to look at this idea that we are called to be world changers. Can I ask you now, will you stand with me and let's read God's word together? We're going to be looking at Psalm 146, starting in verse 5. So just uh, read out loud with me as I read along. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. Man, that is what God does. God meets our needs. God serves us. God transforms us and changes us when he serves us. And I truly believe that God is asking us to do the same thing for each other. Will you bow your heads and pray with me this morning? Father, we come before you. And this morning, as we dive deeper into your word and just into the understanding of what you've called us to be, I pray you would reveal truth to us this morning, Lord. That you would reveal who you are and what you have and what you desire for us. I pray too, uh, just against distractions that someone might have come in with this morning. If there's anything that just keeps us from focusing in on the things of you, may we be able to set that aside this morning so that we can hear what you have for us. And I pray this morning, God, that you would just uh, change our minds, just uh, call us to the things that you desire for us. Give us the desires that you have uh, for each and every one of us. Father, you are good, and we thank you that we can gather here this morning. We pray all of this in your amazing and incredible name. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and take your seat. So this morning, we are talking about something that I truly believe has the power to completely change something that we have believed for so long, and something that I believe that when we really grasp hold of is going to completely change and unleash something that will not just change this church, but will change our community. And it's something that I discovered personally about 12 years ago, and it's been something that God has been revealing to me uh, just over these last several years, and something he has shown me, and I believe it, it is really, at the core of it, it's, it's this idea of why we serve. I want to take you back to a moment about uh, 12 years ago. I was growing up in New York City, and I was in college at this point. I was at Wagner College in New York City, and, and I loved New York, and I was doing my uh, thing. And then uh, I, one of the biggest things that I enjoyed doing at the time was just helping people in need. And one of the ways I was able to do that was uh, by helping people who were wrestling and dealing with HIV-AIDS. Um, one of my biggest passions at that time was, was meeting the needs of those affected by HIV-AIDS. And not just the people that were going through it, but the other people that were affected by it. The orphans, those who were widowed by, those that were, that were affected by the disease as well. And, and growing up in New York City, right, I was at this college in New York. I really didn't go far from home. Literally, my college was two miles down the street. So that was my version of going far from home. 
Um, yeah, us people from New York City, if we can't take a bus there or a train, we're not going to do it. No. Uh, so uh, I, I decided to go to this college, and, I, and I'm, you know, doing this work, and I'm, I'm doing this work in New York City. And then this opportunity gets presented to me, sophomore year, that's 12 years ago, and this opportunity gets presented to me. They're like, hey, we have this trip, we're going to Kenya to study the HIV AIDS crisis. And I'm thinking, wow, this is an incredible opportunity to serve and to do more of this. But it was really kind of funny because I was your typical New York uh, kid who had never really been to any other state except the ones that touch New York. And if I'd been to any other state, it was Florida, which if you go to South Florida, is really South New York. Uh, so you can imagine, uh, it, was, uh, it was an experience. So I did, I love opportunity. I love new and exciting stuff. And, and I was excited about the opportunity to serve these people in need because I thought, man, that's what we should do. We should go after it. We should do more. We should do more than we've done before. And so I did it. I said, okay, I'm going to Kenya. And I remember I came and told my family, and they're like, that's awesome, crazy, because you're literally going to leave the country. And at the time, there's something else going on in my life. I had started attending this Christian church. Yeah, I wasn't yet uh, a follower of Jesus. I hadn't made a, a personal decision to follow him. Uh, but, I, but I wanted to know him more, and I was really interested in what I was learning. And so I started attending this church. And I discovered that people who were going to this church brought their Bibles with them everywhere. So I thought... I'm going to Kenya, I should bring my Bible with me. So I threw it in my bag, not really knowing what I was going to do with it. Uh, I guess you do read it, but I didn't really grasp that at that time. And I remember, I was so excited about this trip. Man, I was going to get to serve, and I was going to get to be a part of people changing, uh, you know, experiencing stuff. And I, I, I was going to be part of all this stuff, right? And then I'm in the airplane, and as I'm in the airplane... Like, now we're over the sea, right? You know, that's when the captain says, okay, we got like, you know, we're, we're, we're there, we're going, okay? And I think to myself, oh, man, what did I do? I'm going to Kenya right now. Like, like literally all these nerves start filling up, and I think, oh, I've got this book in my bag. It's a Bible. I think you're supposed to read that when you feel those things, right? So I pull out my Bible, and I just open it up. And I open it up to Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, and it says, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to serve people in Kenya right now. Okay, I, I'm not sure what this means. So I did what anyone else would do. I just closed it. I was like, well, if I don't know what this means, let's close it. Let's just put it back in our bag and maybe I'll figure this out. Well, I get into Kenya and man, this was, I always laugh about this trip because there was 14 students, one professor, and basically we got off the plane, went to an orientation, and then he said, I'll see you in two weeks. He just kind of did his thing. We were doing our thing. I'm thinking like, I've never been this far out of anywhere and now I'm just in Kenya. Uh, and so about a week into the trip, I get a phone call from my professor. Good thing he hadn't forgotten us or anything like that. Um, and I get a phone call from him. And he's like, hey, Nick, I'm at this center. I've met these people. And it sounds like something you should see. And so, again, I love opportunity. We're going to get to serve more people. This is exciting. So I, I decide I'm going. Um, and, and I literally just grab my bags and I... Uh, grab some Kenyan shillings and ride a little Matatu, which is this really rickety bus that I just amazingly made it across to the other side of town. And I come to this little village on Gadarangai, just southeast of Nairobi. And the next day, he takes me to this center. And the center I'm talking about is this center where, where they're caring for kids who have been orphaned by HIV AIDS. And I walk on into the center, and I see this sign up there. Whatever you did for the least of these among you, that you did unto me. Two things happened in that moment. One, I realized now that was my first transformational encounter with Jesus. Because less than three weeks later to the date, I would make the decision to personally believe in and follow Jesus because I had heard God's voice and there was no way to deny it. 
God was trying to do something in my life, and I could not run from it, nor did I want to run from it. That was the most exciting thing about that moment. But the second thing that happened is God completely changed how I looked at serving. Because honestly, before that, I loved to serve people. I thought it was really cool to help meet needs. But that is what I thought serving was all about. was about meeting needs or, or, or doing something that, you know, man, this feels good because I'm doing this. And it's not that there are bad things, but those things, they don't last. They're not, they, don't, they don't have that same power and that strength. Look, I don't, I don't know where you're at today, but, but I believe that we're all in a couple of different places. For some of you, maybe you serve out of religious obligation. Honestly, you serve because it's what we do as Christians, right? You serve because, okay, cool, like I made this decision to believe in and follow Jesus. I asked somebody what my next step was and they said this, this, and this, and that sounded okay. And and look, it's not that maybe initially that was a bad decision because you're choosing to grow, but if we only serve out of religious obligation, it can lead to bitterness and burnout. It can lead to bitterness and burnout. Why? Because you're not doing something that at the core of you, you desire to do. Why do something if you're not interested in doing it, right? You have to have something that makes you excited about it. It makes you want to do it. It makes you passionate about it. For some of us, we serve out of personal validation. We serve out of personal validation. And and here's what I think with personal validation. I don't think you just decide to wake up and be like, ooh, this is going to make me look good. But I think unintentionally we can get there. I do it because it's the, the right thing to do. I do it because it's a good thing to do. I do it because the other people are saying, okay, cool, we're all doing it. But the problem with that is that leads to disappointment and disillusionment. Personal validation eventually turns into disappointment and disillusionment. Because again, we're not coming right from that right motive, right? That right posture that we should have when it comes to it. Or for some of us, we've just completely avoided serving altogether because it's unnatural. And we avoid it because it's uncomfortable. Or maybe for some of you, you've been serving. And it's not that you're like done serving and you haven't come to one of these places. But when you think about why you serve, it doesn't have that same joy or that same spark in it that you used to have, right? You know, or maybe just for some of you, you're brand new to this thing and you're like, oh, it's the first time I'm hearing about serving. This is your invitation today just to listen and receive and see what God wants to do. But here's what I believe. No matter which spot you're in today, we are missing it when it comes to serving. We're missing it when it comes to serving. I think we're missing what God wants to do uh, in our lives. We're missing uh, what, what he wants to do uh, today. And I believe that if we truly get hold of this, if we truly grasp this, man, it is gonna unleash something that doesn't just change us as individuals. It changes this church. It doesn't just change this church. It changes the community we live in. It doesn't just change the community. It changes our city. It changes our nation. And it changes our world. That's what happens when we grasp hold of what God has for us. Now, here's what's going to happen today, right? Today, we're going to get incredibly specific at the end of the message, right? Because here at Waymaker Church, here's what we believe. We love to give our time and energy to the local church uh, through serving because we believe it makes a way for others to get to Jesus and it helps us grow. And at the end of today's service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond very practically and very specifically to that. But here is what I believe today, that we need to zoom out. That before we get to that, we have to, at the core of us, understand why do we serve? You know, what should be our posture? What should be our motivation? What should excite us about serving and make us just want to do it wherever we go? So today I want to take you back to Matthew chapter 25. Um, We're going to start a little earlier than uh, verse 40. And we're asking this very important question. Why does Jesus call his followers to serve? Why does Jesus call his followers to serve? 
So no matter where you're at today, whatever it is you're resonating with or what you're wrestling with, my hope would be that when we get to the end of today, you would have a greater understanding of why Jesus has called us as those who believe and follow him to serve. So coming back into Matthew 25, 40, uh, we'll start a little bit earlier in Matthew chapter 25. You can follow along in your notes uh, on your phone, or you can also follow along in your Bible. But here's what I want you to understand in this piece of scripture. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and this is a judgment scene. So right, he is talking about the end of times, and we cannot miss that. But this is also a parable. Now, in case you're not familiar with what that means, what is a parable? A parable is a story that Jesus would tell to illustrate a point. And you know what I found fascinating when I was reading this parable recently? Is that it comes after a series of other parables. So Jesus is definitely making several, several uh, trying to illustrate certain stuff there. But then it also, what's interesting, is that right after this, the Gospel of Matthew, it, it starts to talk about like Jesus' end of his life. This is one of the final things that he really imparts upon his disciples. And what's interesting in this parable is that Jesus is talking about his kingdom and what his kingdom should look like. And what I found that's so incredible about this is he's not just talking about that moment. What Jesus is giving us in Matthew chapter 25 is he is giving us a picture of what his kingdom should look like, the here and now, what today should look like, the posture, the attitude, the response that we should have when it comes to serving. So I want you to just follow along as I read because I think this is fascinating what he says. It says in the beginning of it, verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. It's interesting here, right? So he's saying to them now in this moment, the king is coming to these people and saying, you're going to receive this blessing, right? This is not just talking, this isn't, just, this isn't talking about like salvation. It's saying the reward, it's not salvation, but it's referring to the blessings that come when you serve others, right? It's talking about these blessings that come. It says, you're going to receive these blessings because you've done this. That's a good thing. But look at their response. It's interesting. It says, and the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? Isn't it interesting in this parable, right? So Jesus is trying to set up something very important. There's, there's this king, he's talking to these people, and he's telling them, you are the ones who are going to receive blessing and favor. You're going to receive all of this. And the reason why you're going to receive it is because how you did this, and you did this, and you did this, and you did this, right? Because, because you have served these things. And their immediate response is like, like when did we serve you, the king? Like, I, I don't remember doing that for the king. And here's what he says. Here's how the king responds. The king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Do you catch that there? The king says that when we serve the least of these, the most vulnerable, the hungry, the naked, the, 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 those in prison, those that are sick, those that need something, man, that is actually us serving the king. And the king here is Jesus. So something I want us to grasp right away this morning when it comes to having this heart of service or this, you know, this posture that we should have is it begins with recognizing who we're serving. And when we serve others, 
we're really serving Jesus. We're really serving Jesus. So when it comes to serving and you think, okay, why do I serve and what's the point of serving and who am I serving, fill in all those blanks, we cannot lose sight of who we're actually serving when we serve. You know, it's powerful to think of it. And he goes on even further. uh, And just to make the point, he talks to the other group of people that are there. And he says, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and demons. Strong, right? (laughs) And and, And you can't pass that. He's saying these will not be the ones that receive the blessing. Because why? Here's what it says. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. Uh, I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And catch this. And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these of my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And it's strong for a reason here, because it's an important thing that we cannot miss. You know, most of those things I was talking about a moment ago, the whys behind why we serve often have the wrong lens and focus. You know, we, we serve to, to help meet needs, and that is not a bad thing, right? I was there. I love serving people to meet needs. But man, if that's the only reason we serve, or if we only serve with, with, with this moment or thing in mind, we're missing out on the greater picture there. Because when we serve, we're really serving Jesus. And that's exactly what this parable is reminding us, is that you and I have an incredible opportunity to serve the king. You and I have an incredible opportunity to serve Jesus. But when we put our own preferences, our own comforts, our own specifics in the way, when we make it about like, ooh, I, I want to serve this person, but that might get a little messy. I just don't know if I can do it. Or, hey, I, I want to serve this person, but do you, did you say I have to be up and be there by 5.30 this morning? What? Like, all of a sudden, when those become the things that get in the way of us serving... We miss it. We miss it. And honestly, like the most important, we, we, we can not just brush past this. Look, it's not that Jesus says it's always going to be easy. It's not that he says it's gonna, oh, we're going to always have it figured out. But what he does remind us is that when we're obedient to this, when we have this posture of service, we have this incredible opportunity to serve other people. So Jesus is calling us to serve the vulnerable. And when we're talking about vulnerable, we are talking about the people who are marginalized, those in most need in our community. I think about the incredible thing that, that happened in our office on Friday night where, where the Mosaic team got together and packed 80 bags that are going to go into the hands of foster children so that they, they feel loved and cared for in the homes they go into. That is how we meet the needs of the marginalized. I think of the trips that we're taking to Uganda and Guatemala that, that, that we're going to be able to meet the needs of the most vulnerable. I think about the people in our community who you make the decision when they look hungry or homeless and you, and you do something for them just because you want to serve them and meet your needs. That is what Jesus is asking us to do. But I don't believe it stops there because I think the vulnerable are right here in this room today. Now you might be saying, well, Nick, I didn't notice anybody naked. Don't turn around in case they're there, okay? Uh, but I didn't notice anybody naked today, so um, I don't think anybody needs clothing. I didn't, I didn't see anybody come in here with just chains on the floor. Like, I think everyone kind of left those at home. Okay, so there's no chains here today. I don't see any thirsty people in this room. I see a lot of cups of coffee, so maybe it dehydrates you, but still, you know, fills you up, okay? Nick, I don't see that, stranger. So what are you talking about? What do you mean the vulnerable are right here with us today? Well, you know what I do see here today? 
I see somebody who is exposed and vulnerable because their marriage is on its last thread. And they showed up today because they're like, I don't know what to do, but I've got to believe that God can do something. I see somebody here who is thirsting for love, but that well has all but dried up. I see somebody here today who is imprisoned in the chains of their anger. And they wonder, am I ever going to be able to break free? Am I ever going to be able to, to, to get out of this problem or out of this mess? I see the stranger here, the person who walked in and is like just crying out to say, does anybody notice me? Does anybody see me? The vulnerable are amongst us as well. And here's the thing I, we cannot miss. At one point or another... We have been the vulnerable. We have been in those spots before, and people who loved us and cared for us and saw this opportunity to serve Jesus by serving us said, you know what, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to meet your needs. That is what serving is about. Look, serving is not about our own needs or our desires. It's not just about helping people. It's not just about doing it because, hey, we're in church and it's what we do. It's not about personal validation. It's not about, you know, oh, I'm just not going to do it because it's uncomfortable. Look, serving is about one thing, and I want you guys to catch this today. Serving makes a way for transformation in our lives and the lives of the people we serve. Serving is about one thing. Why does Jesus call his followers to serve? Because he wants to make a way for transformation. God has made a way for transformation in your life, and God is leading you to make a way for transformation in other people's lives. And what I love is the picture that starts to form when you think about this. Because, right, when serving is about helping people, you know what you see? You see a finite picture, a, one that ha a picture that has a beginning and an ending, right? So when I think about that, like, we come here and we serve each other, it's done when we leave. <laughs> but if serving has more than a finite picture, it becomes something infinite, it becomes about something more than us, it's something about Jesus, it's about transformation, all of a sudden, serving has a ripple effect. All of a sudden, when you meet with that couple who thought that their marriage was all but done, and you walk them into a place of healing and beginning of restoration, that couple goes out, and as their marriage gets restored, it unleashes something that changes marriages in our community forever. Transformation has this power for us. To, I mean, like, literally, it begins here, and it just explodes. And I know that because I experienced it firsthand right here in this church. So in this church, going back uh, about 18 months ago, maybe a little bit more, I'm going to take you to a moment right before that. It was January 2017, and I want to take you to uh, October 6, 2016. October 6, 2016 was a day that I said was not hard for me, and I told everybody that it was not hard for me. It was one of the hardest days of my life. And it was the day where I had to admit that this church plant that I had been pastoring and I had been leading in New York City in my hometown that it was, that was our last day meeting. And I had to admit that because of just a series of things. It was just clear that we could not keep that thing going any longer. And I had to just be done with it. <laughs> and I continued this like thing of like, I'm good, I'm good. I'm telling everyone I'm okay, we're good. And, and over the next couple of months, I, I, would, I would wrestle with it. And what happened over the next couple of months is I watched my marriage fall apart. Not because of anything else, but because of my pride. Because I let things be about me and I got myself in focus. I was my lens. I watched myself become more distant from my children because, man, I was just pushing them away and I was chasing things that were not of God but were of Nick. I wanted this dream and this thing because why wouldn't this be mine or why wouldn't God take me to this? And I started asking all these questions. Have you been there or are you there today? 
You're in a place where you become the most vulnerable because you just get caught up in all this junk. It happens to us. That's exactly where I was. So, through a series of events that landed us here in Lynchburg because this is where we were going to live for the next three months because we really didn't have another option. I remember I went to my wife and I said, okay, we're going to do this thing. And she said, well, we're going to church tomorrow. It was the last weekend in January. It was a Saturday when we had this conversation. And I laughed. I said, what? I don't want to go to church tomorrow. Because like in my mind, I didn't want anything but God. And so I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to church tomorrow. I'm not, okay, I'll go. Uh, you know, I didn't really win that one. So uh, she's like, no, we're going to church tomorrow. I was like, okay, we're going to church tomorrow. Uh, and I'll never forget, because like honestly pulling up into this church, like I wanted to not like it. I wanted it not to work because then I could justify how I felt, right? Have you ever been there before? You're like, no, I got, I, I don't want to be here and here's why I don't want to be here. And I remember driving up into the parking lot and people just started to wave at me. It was so kind. And I'm not saying people don't wave in New York, okay? There are kind people in New York. That's a, that's a little mistake, okay? There are kind people there. But they're so friendly here. You're like want to roll down your window and begin a conversation with them. I've never been so happy about getting a parking spot before, okay? So <laughs> I pull up, I get my parking spot, and then I walk into the door, and I'm still like, I got my, you know, okay, I'm just going to take my kids in. We're going to go in, and we're going to leave before this is over. And then somebody says hello to me and hands me a warm cup of coffee. How amazing is that, that you don't get more than two feet into this building, and you get a warm cup of coffee, I had two little kids, and my kids are there five and three now, and then they were three in like a year and a half, and I needed that cup of coffee badly. Uh, and so they get your coffee, and then I go back to the kids' area, and this is what blew me away. My son was screaming because he didn't, you know, it was his first time, he was scared. And instead of saying, oh, hey, hey, we can't take him here, because I've experienced that before, the world changers just said, it's okay, we've got this. We've got you covered. Hey, we'll, we'll make sure he's Okay. And just embraced him. And he had like the, both my kids had like the best time. They did not want to leave. And then I came in here and I got to experience service like I never have before. I got to have a transformational encounter with Jesus. A moment where I met Jesus in a way like I never did before. And you know what happened from that day forward? The very place that I was fighting from. The very place that I wanted to be in. Because I was served in love. Not because of who I should have been. But because of who I was in that moment. Because people looked at me and said, this is my opportunity to serve Jesus. This is my opportunity to lead somebody to transformation. It was because of that moment that everything changed in my life. I got the, yes. I got the incredible opportunity to go through counseling and watch my marriage be renewed. My relationship with my kids was renewed. I got an opportunity to uh, eventually start serving again and be a part of what God was doing here in this church. That's why I serve. I serve because I have been transformed. And now I know that I have this incredible opportunity to lead others into transformation. And that's why I want to invite you to transformation. Because here's the deal. Serving makes a way for transformation. Serving makes a way for transformation. Here's the two things I know about serving that makes a way for transformation. One, serving gets others to Jesus. Serving gets others to Jesus. Here at Waymaker Church, we believe that we are going to build bridges and remove obstacles so that we can get others to Jesus. You want to know a practical way you can do that? Serve somebody. When you serve somebody, you're a bridge builder. When you serve somebody, you're removing obstacles. When you serve somebody, you are taking down the walls that are keeping people from making those decisions and you are helping them do that. Man, when we choose to serve others, we're, we're, we're literally stepping into this place where we get an opportunity to partner with God to see people believe in and follow Jesus for the first time. 
when we uh, serve others, we're getting into this place where we get a chance to, to watch people go public with their faith. We get to be a part of marriages being renewed. We get a chance to be a part of families just being refreshed and reliving, knowing their kids are being cared for. We get to make a way for others to get to Jesus. But here's the other thing about serving that I love. Serving helps us grow. Serving helps us grow. Why serve? Because it's a part of us following Jesus. It's how you grow. It's how you become who God has called you to be. Because I know that when I started to serve, and I started to do it with this mindset that, man, I'm serving Jesus, I'm serving these, uh, and I get a chance to make a way for transformation, I just got a chance to experience things I never had. And you find a community, and you find connection. Man, if you're here today and you're like, I don't want to do this thing all by myself, then jump in. Start serving. It's amazing. I love, even today, I'm sitting in this room and I can turn around and see groups of people who are not family members or maybe even were friends before, but they are serving teams that are sitting together in the service because they have found community. They have found relationship. That is what happens when we serve. So what do we do from here today? Like, what do we do with this, right? Because we know that serving is not what we've made it before. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, we have looked at serving in this way. And Jesus is saying, this is how you look at serving. As my followers, I call you to believe and follow me. As those who believe and follow me, I call you to make a way for transformation and experience the transformation. So what do you do? Well, two things that you have to start with today. One, remember how you've been transformed. Remember how you have been transformed. Go back to the moments in your life when you have been transformed, when, when, when somebody, when, when God moved in and you had a transformational encounter and something just unleashed and changed in your world and, and, and was completely different, go back to those moments and remember what you felt when somebody noticed you for the first time. Remember what you experienced when you discovered it for the first time because that is where you get this feeling. That's where you begin. And then two, discover your opportunity to make a way for transformation. Discover your opportunity to make a way for transformation because here's the thing. If we hear this today and we leave and we don't do anything about it, it's a waste. Man, there are opportunities for us to serve. There are opportunities for us to serve. And here's what I believe. I believe it starts right here in the local church. I believe it begins right here in this body, the body of Waymaker Church. We gather not just to receive but to give and to be a part of something that is so much bigger than ourselves. Here at Waymaker Church, we believe this. We love to give our time and energy to the local church because we do believe that it gets others to Jesus and it helps us grow. We can all begin to practice serving right here. We can all begin to understand like what serving looks like and why do that? Why why begin here? Why start practicing and flexing our serving muscles in this room so we can take them out? Because of this. When you start serving here, and you make this a regular practice and a regular habit, it's something that transforms our gathering, our church, but then it's something that transforms our entire world. Man, there's a reason why we don't call those who serve here volunteers. Okay, a lot of people are using the word volunteers, and it's a practical word, right? I looked it up in the dictionary. It means to help someone, to meet a need, to volunteer to do something. You're a volunteer. But we're way more than that. We are world changers because what I truly believe is that when you choose to serve, when you make a difference here, you are making a way for transformation all throughout the world. And just imagine with me for a moment, what does this church start to look like if we all step into this place of service? Like, what does this gathering start to look like? What does our body start to look like? How does everything start to change if we step into this idea of serving? It's incredible. We start seeing needs met. 
We start seeing families cared for. We start seeing families renewed and restored. We see marriages renewed and restored. We see people taking steps uh, to go all out and all in with baptism. The, 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 the things that happen are just endless. But do you know what happens after that? We start changing the world. How does your workplace look different tomorrow when you've made the decision to start serving here and all of a sudden that person comes by your desk, you know that person that you've been like trying to avoid for the past five years of being there? Uh, No, you decide today you're gonna start serving them. What what does your neighborhood look like when you're the neighbor who's like, hey, I noticed your trash cans were out. I just put them uh, back up on the street for you. What What does it look like when you start serving your community, when you start serving your city? We unleash something that literally, I truly believe, will create transformation for us personally, will transform our church, will transform this community, will transform our city, will transform our nation, will transform this entire world when we give into this. So here's the thing, one application today, become a world changer. Become a world changer. If you're hearing what we're talking about today and you're like, man, that sounds like something I should be a part of. Become a world changer. And if you're here today and you're like, I get it, and I understand that serving is about making a way for transformation, but I'm just not sure if this is the thing for me, man, just jump in. Just jump in. Because here's what I know. We're made in the image of God, and he, he will give us his desires, and he'll give us his passion. He'll give us the things that we need and desire. So if you're just like here and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do this, jump on in and start serving. Matter of fact, today I want to give you a practical way to do this. Uh, on your seats, you had one of these cards. I want to invite you to grab this right now because I don't want to just talk about serving. I want to give you an opportunity to truly uh, step into becoming a world changer and looking, what, looking at what this is all about. And so here uh, at, at Waymaker Church, just in case you're new or maybe you're not as familiar with this, we have an incredible culture of serving. And I don't just say that because I get to lead it. I say that because I have been transformed and changed by it. And I want to invite you to be someone who makes a way for transformation for other people. And so everybody has this card on their seat and they have a pen and we all have a next step we can take. We've designed this card so that everybody can take a next step. Now, let me speak to those of you who are new to our church really quickly. You are our guest today. And I hope that you've been encouraged and even challenged by what we have shared today. But if you're not ready to step into this yet, that's okay. We want to tell you more about our church and we have environments to do that. But if you're ready, jump on in. You don't need to wait to become a world changer. But for the rest of us here, here's how serving works at Waymaker Church. We have two serving seasons. We try to make it pretty simple because we're all on the school calendar anyways, right? Even if you're not a student anymore, our minds tend to think on the calendar of there's a school year and then there's a summer season, right? And so our school year serving season is coming to an end. And it has been an incredible season of service. I've loved watching our world changers just do so many cool things in this last season. But that season will come to an end on Sunday, May 5th, which means it's time for us to step up and begin a new season. And on Sunday, April 28th, that's when that new season begins. And so we want to invite you to jump in now because this is when we begin getting ready for that season. And so if you're looking at this card... First, give us your contact information. I'll have to say that because people will fill it out and not give us your contact information. It'll be like, who wants to serve? So give us your, please give us your contact information and then check one of these next steps. If you're here today and you heard this message about serving and you had given up on serving or you're just like, man, it's just not for me. I'm not interested, fill in the blank. But you're ready. You're ready to start serving for the first time. Or you're ready to get into this game. 
Would you go ahead and just check off that uh, first next step? It says, ready. I want to start serving at Waymaker Church for the first time. Please invite me to Discover Serving. Discover Serving is a 30-minute uh, to 45-minute one-time environment where you just find out what it means to serve. You're not committing your life away. If you go to that environment and you're like, I don't even want to serve, that's, a, that, that's between you, okay? This is just your, you saying, I've heard what was talked about today, and I believe that I can be a part of making a way for transformation, and so I'm going to just give it a shot. If you're here today, and maybe you're on the team, a team that you love, right? We've gone through a lot of exciting new stuff, and you're like, you know what? I want to continue serving on Wait Kids. I want to continue serving on Host Team. I want to continue being a part of production. Whatever it is, just go ahead and re-up. Jump in for our summer serving season. Or maybe you're here today, and you've enjoyed the team you're on, but you're ready to try something different, something new. You can rotate to a different team. Let us know what team you're leaving, and then what team you plan to jump onto. Or maybe you're just ready to return. You know, you were, you were the person I was talking about a moment ago where you lost the joy of serving. And honestly, you just kind of stopped doing it. No condemnation here, no, no, no guilt, but, but here's the thing I want you to hear. You can come back. Come join us. Or maybe you've been on a season of rest because just life has had you on a season of rest. We get that, right? There's things in life that we're on a rest. It's okay. You are, come on back. Come be a part of what God is doing here at Waymaker Church. It's exciting to be a part of the transformation that's happening here. Or maybe for you, you're going to take a rest, and that's okay as well. You've been on a season of serving, and you're ready to take a rest. But whatever your next step is, I'd ask you right now to go ahead and fill that out and just start writing that in. Our ushers are going to come forward, and they're going to receive these cards now. And as, they, as those buckets pass by, I want to invite everybody, just drop that card in the bucket so we know uh, what, what, what your decision is. Because we have no other way, uh, this is the best way for us to know, how, to know what you're doing in this summer serving season. And as our ushers are doing that, I want to remind you today of, of truly why we do this, right? This is not just about you filling out a serving card. This is not just about you serving here in, 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 at Waymaker Church. Man, when we say yes to this, we're saying yes to more. We're saying yes to what God has for us. We're saying, yes, God, I want to be a part of transformation. Yes, God, I have experienced transformation, and I want to be a part of other people experiencing transformation. I want to be a part of what God is doing here at Waymaker Church. You know, our band is going to continue to lead us today, and I want to encourage you to respond. You know, if God is doing something in your life, maybe you're having that moment, much like I shared about that I had in Kenya 12 years ago. Whatever it is, we have a team of people that will be down here front that would love uh, to connect you to. It's our care team and our elders will be here for you. Or maybe you want to stop by uh, one of our response stations and just respond through, through uh, taking communion or through lighting a candle or just stopping and reflecting on how good God is. But I want to invite you to respond. Let's, let's bow our heads and pray. Father, you are good so good, and you make an incredible way for transformation. You do something that only you can do, and we thank you so much for that. And Father, I just pray that today, that whatever it is you're doing in people's hearts, whether it's leading them to a transformational encounter to, to see you for the first time, to believe and follow you, that they would say yes, or if it's somewhere that they came in today feeling like the vulnerable, that they would know that this is a safe place where they can respond, where they can experience love, where they can experience your transformation, Lord. God, I pray that you would help us all respond to what you're doing here today. You are so good, Lord, and we thank you for who you are.